your number one source for election coverage and analysis. This is Gerard at Large. It is 17 minutes before the hour here on the Gerard at Large radio show, and we will continue with our interview of mayoral candidate Joyce Craig. Despite the fact that she has not responded to multiple requests for an interview, but privately bitterly complains that all we do is uh, misrepresent her positions, never accepted an opportunity to come on the air, but we figured we'd pose the questions we would have posed anyway, especially since we have been accused in fundraising letters of lying about uh, about her and her record. So we're going to continue the conversation now. All right. So, Joyce. Um by the way, nice post uh, of you at the Labor Day uh, uh, breakfast organized by Organized Labor uh, <laughs> not that long ago. You, you, you sure there's no similarity between you accepting gobs of cash from people whose contracts are coming before the board uh, that you will have the opportunity to both negotiate and veto if you feel are somehow uh, unwieldy, uh, but... Uh, you like to make various accusations about others. Okay. So um, you have a post here about uh, a ride along that you did with the police because you believe it's imperative that the city, the mayor understand the challenges of our officers and first responders on a daily basis. Uh, let me ask you this. You have been extremely critical of the mayor for his uh, alleged mishandling of the opioid epidemic. You have dismissed uh, both. You've alternately dismissed uh, safe station and uh, said that uh, credit doesn't belong to the mayor. It belongs to the people who actually thought of it. And uh, uh, in this post, you're actually taking credit for, uh, let me see. I want to make sure I get it right. You say there isn't an easy solution to the opioid crisis, but I'm glad our campaign has started the conversation out bringing in state funds to supplement state station. I, I just I guess I'm curious about where that comes from, because I know it was some time ago in an interview here on this radio show that I believe the mayor first broached. And I think it was several months ago, the idea that because so many safe station participants were coming from outside of the city, that the uh, the state had a role to play here in funding it. And he even broached the topic of sending the communities from where these people come a bill for the services rendered. I guess I'm wondering, when did you first um uh, raise this discussion and, and why is it uh, you believe you should take credit for it when at least publicly it's been discussed uh, here and elsewhere by the mayor <clears throat> right well and you've ultimately said too that uh, safe station quote-unquote isn't enough what other ideas since you're talking about fresh ideas coming to city hall what other ideas do you have for um uh, battling the opioid epidemic. I mean, let's. I, I, I do believe there is some virtue in giving the devil his due. Mayor Gatsis, um, you know, pushed really hard for drug court, and that finally got done. He uh, uh, pushed really hard for safe station. He'll he'll admit he's never taken credit for the idea. But as Christopher Hickey himself has said, he told the mayor it was going to take six months to get up and running, and the mayor told him he had, I think, three weeks because people were dying, and they did it. Um, you know, he's working really hard to find alternate housing uh, for people going through drug court as a way of clearing the way. He's worked very hard to find employers that will um, give these people a second chance. He's uh, for people in drug court. They don't have to answer the question about whether or not they have a felony conviction when they apply for city jobs. 
What ideas do you bring to the table on how the city can and should combat the opioid crisis that hasn't been tried? What specifically will you do since you say we need new ideas? Is that answer on a on a loop, a replay loop? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've alternately uh, you've also been critical of crime. Now, you you keep saying that ri- crime is rising in the Queen City, violent crime especially. That's a uh, that's something that uh, Police Chief Nick Willard has vigorously disputed, um, uh, and he can point to statistics that show that violent crime and property crime in the city. Uh, are are both down uh, uh, as a as a as a general rule. So, what is the city not doing that you think the city should be doing? I mean, Mayor Gatz has brought in, you know, found the money for the software to do the predictive policing, which seems to be working. They've got the complement up to two hundred and thirty seven officers. Uh, yeah, I, I know he vetoed the pay raise. By the way, would you have signed the pay raise that the uh, the police department uh, unions wanted, or would you have vetoed it because of the profound budgetary impact that it was having? Of course, you know, the fireman's contract, they feel slighted because their fact-finding report that basically said they should get what the cops got was uh, vetoed by the mayor. And this time that veto was upheld. Um, if you are mayor, will you uh, will you support that fact finders report or will you veto it if it comes before you again? And, and, and just to put a caveat on that, I mean, we do have the pictures that your campaign put out of you doing a big event at Station 8 on East Industrial Park Drive where you tied up a station for God knows how long. You had the trucks out, decorated with your signs, probably a violation of fire department policy. But Chief Goonan didn't answer our inquiries on that. Uh, so are you saying that uh, you told those unions uh, that uh, endorsed you from the fire department that the contract was simply just too big a budget burden and that you wouldn't support those terms? All right, well, let's turn to topics of taxes and spending in, in general. Uh, you know, you've got this cute phrase that you like to say about uh, staying within the tax cap because it's the law. As mayor, you will propose a budget within the tax cap, but you often uh, were receptive as an alderman. And I believe I'd have to go back and look, but I believe as a school board member also supported an approach that said, okay, let's, uh, no, that wouldn't have happened when you were a school board member because the tax cap, I don't think came in until you were an alderman. But the school board pulled this little trick. Oh, yes, we'll propose a budget that we're required to propose within the tax cap. And we'll also send you the real budget that we, we, we say we need and want. So as mayor, are you going to do the same thing? Are you going to uh, technically follow the law by submitting a budget that stays within the tax cap and also submit an alternative that you think is, quote unquote, fiscally responsible? And and when it comes to overriding a tax cap, uh, what you know, the tax cap is supposed to be there for emergency provisions. Uh, do you consider funding salary increases uh, negotiated with employee unions as an emergency that requires a tax cap override? Okay. 
I guess I can understand that. Let me, let me throw another question here because I think integrity in the process matters too. Several of the people you support uh, for aldermen uh, and school board have uh, willingly violated the charter. Uh, they've broken right to know laws. They've broken charter provisions. They've voted on contracts where they've had family members uh, that were covered, clearly prohibited by the charter. As mayor, would you have uh, would you have called them out for that? Uh, do you repudiate in any way uh, their self serving votes? I mean, people like Ron Ludwig have their sign up on their front lawn for you. They've given you money. Uh, you know. You, you're backing Gamash. Gamash is backing you. Barbara Shaw, I don't know what you're doing there in that ward uh, personally, but I've heard you speak out about none of these ethical issues and challenges. Does integrity in government matter, and will you stand by the charter, not as you want it to be, but as it is written? And, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I think that's a fair question, especially given this, well, of course, I support the tax cap because it's in the charter thing, but also pointing out that it's got an override provision. Um, I think I just wanted to clarify so you could answer. Uh huh. Yeah. Now, uh, once upon a time, uh, also, and, and well, I'm going to set that question aside because we're running a bit short on time. We only have about two or three minutes left, and I, I want to make sure you have ample time to answer these questions, Joyce. Um, once again, we're with mayoral candidate, Joyce Craig. Um, and actually, you know what, you know what? I forgot to take a picture of Joyce. Well, so let me, let me take the picture here. Let me take the picture of you now so we can, um, make sure to post it up with our archives. There you go. It's coming to you in just a second, Josh. So you keep saying over and over and over again that, um, the city is mismanaged and that it needs to be more efficiently run. Uh, now, you were a school board member for a term. You were an alderman for three terms. This is your second bite at the apple as a candidate for mayor. And by the way, as an alderman, you were instrumental in engineering a number of budgets, including budgets that overrode the tax cap. So let me ask you this. What efficiencies will you propose as mayor to make the city uh, more cost effective, efficient and responsive, thus reducing the, the, the need to raise taxes on the citizens? Okay, but I guess maybe the more important question is, is, um, well, honestly, it doesn't sound like you even said a whole lot there. But, you know, I don't recall. I I recall when you proposed the first budget that overrode the tax cap that you said things have to change and that, you know, we can never override the tax cap again. Um, But I'm trying to remember, were there any proposals that you brought forward as an alderman that uh, fundamentally restructured the city uh, to make it more or, or even tinkered around the margins of making it more effective, efficient, and responsive to the needs of the taxpayers. Right. Well, for example, I mean, and I, I mean, I hate to throw this out because, you know, I, I don't want to be adversarial, but, you know, when Mayor Gatzis brought forward the dependent audit on the health insurance plans to determine whether or not um, people being claimed as dependents were eligible to be claimed as dependents. That that is something that a city can do, right? To make sure that what it's providing is be you know making sure that only those who are eligible receive it, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I've got this situation here, um, and you you demanded to know whether or not the unions were okay with you determining whether or not the employees 
were uh, covering eligible people. And I, I believe you voted against it. But, you know, at the end of the day, that saved both the city and the school district several hundred thousand dollars uh, in, 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 in costs because, I mean, there were dozens of people that were on the rolls that shouldn't have been. Right. So why didn't you support that? And, you know, we know the labor unions didn't like it. Is that why you didn't support it? But if you're looking to make government more efficient, why wouldn't you why wouldn't you support something like that? And why wouldn't you look to do more things like that? Well, you know, Joyce, I, I hope that between now and then, because I've, I've been to your website, I see nothing about your record, I see nothing about your proposals, I, I do see a lot of criticism of the mayor, I do see a lot of platitudes, and I do see a lot of things that show that you either really aren't conversant with the details of the situation, like your criticism of the mayor for failing to make sure there are enough math books in elementary schools when, you know, the board voted, including several supporters of yours, to move to this new standards-based curriculum approach and away from a fixed uh, uh, fixed curriculum approach. Uh, you either, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to give you a chance to answer this. It just seems that you're not conversant with the facts or it, it seems that you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting this from uh, uh, Phil in uh, Manchester. Don't forget the extra million. She arbitrarily added to the budget one year for the school side for no reason other than they didn't ask for it. <laughs> All right. I don't know what that's about, but you know, it, it, it just it just seems to me that um, there isn't a whole lot of substance. And and if people, so I'm going to give you a chance. If people vote for you in November, what can they expect? What proposals can they expect? What fundamental change, other than you wear a skirt and Ted Gatzis wears a pair of pants? What other? Okay, wait, what will you do? What proposals will you make? What changes will you make? Be specific as you can. All right. I guess to learn more, you can go to JoyceCraig.org. That's JoyceCraig.org. Joyce, we want to thank you for your long-awaited appearance here on the Dread at Large radio show. Brought to us by Jacques Flower Shop here in scenic Fenardville, 712 Mast Road. Help them clear out their garden center. Now, believe it or not, is a perfect time to plant your shrubs and tree, trees and perennials for next year. Help them clear out the year-end inventory. We're going to take a final check for traffic, weather, and sports. Tom says, don't bother to post the extra... Uh, the the uh, 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 That picture of Joyce won't be necessary, as we can already see right through her. The picture will likely confirm this comment. Anyway, we're going to take a final check for traffic, weather, and sports. We thank Joyce Craig for being with us this morning to... Uh, Show us where we've aired and speak directly to our audience. We'll be back with a preview of tomorrow's busy show. We're not done yet. Stay with us. All righty, folks. Tomorrow, since we have unexpected time available in our 6 o'clock hour, we will uh, look to fill that with one of the many candidates that's been trying to get into our schedule. Sports will be in our own backyard. And is our children learning? It will either be Felix Alvarado or Anne-Marie Banfield. I think Anne-Marie is away, so it may be Felix We'll send them an email. Maybe it'll be both. Who knows? We'll have a roundtable discussion. That and oh, so much more for the entire team here at Trot at Large. I am your ever humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Until tomorrow, be good, be well. Don't do anything we wouldn't do. We're proud to have in the audience. Thanks for being there. Please remember our sponsors. Give them the first opportunity to earn your business and let them know you heard about them on Trot at Large. It matters. Be good, everyone.